episode 126 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going tonight i'm doing all right actually Sweet. i didn't play magic today which is weird for a saturday but that is unusual i thought you were playing magic uh no they didn't have any um special or the thing today was just take one of the uh new player decks and like you get a booster pack to modify it and you just play that against other like people playing new player decks Okay. Which is fine, but not something that like overly draws my attention. So yeah, I can see doing that every now and then. But yeah, I was actually going to start doing notes for stuff way sooner, and so I was just lazy and kept watching YouTube until almost eight o'clock. So yeah, the American dream. Pretty <laughs> much is. Uh, yeah, I hardly. You know, I I was busy basically most of the day, so hmm. and kind of got home and was really lazy until I came down here and kind of did not rush down here because I thought you were <laughs> would be playing Magic. Nope. I was just yeah. working my way through the notes on stuff, so... Yeah, well, Someone's going to do it. Yeah, good thing somebody's doing something, but... Alright, well, I'm, uh... I suppose, you know, you were working through notes on something, and everybody's probably figured out that we got a new set coming out soon. We do! And it's yeah. Fairy Tales. Yep, Throne of Eldraine. Grimm's Fairy uh, Tales, I suppose. But. Yeah, Grimm's Fairy Tales. Actually, it's a night set with Fairy Tales. True. It's not just Fairy Tales. Yeah, it's actually more... Uh... So that's one of the things I noticed about, too. It's a, um, people are all, all about the fairy tale piece and stuff, but like mm. the night's piece is what really comes through to me. Like When you really start like looking at the set and seeing what all the pieces are. I mean, I guess. like The night stuff just doesn't stand out as much as like a literal gingerbread man. I mean, <laughs> true. Like that's what Rosewater kind of said in uh, his first article on the set was that the um, uh, all the fairy tale stuff is icing, and mm-hmm. the the night piece is cake. Like you know, you can't have an entire cake made of icing. Like you know, it's just you have to balance it out and stuff, and you need the structure and everything. And the night piece is the structure, but everybody sees the the frosting on it, which is the fairy tale stuff. That's actually a really sweet analogy. Yeah, he's used that one a few times, but yeah, <laughs> and I kind I kind of really agree with that. Like when I when I read over it, like I was like, yeah, like I can really see the night piece because that's kind of what I'm looking for to some degree. But like, you know, and I I like I like the concept of it too. Mm-hmm. But uh, like yeah, everybody's just talking about you know cookies and shit. So, <laughs> but goddamn cookies. Yeah. So, <laughs> it. But I'm uh. We're going to do our set review for this and um, uh, cover what we can about it. But first, um, let's talk about some of these mechanics. Do you want to start them uh, easy or start hard? Uh, let's let's get the hard one out of the way. I All think. right. We're going to we're just going to start right at the, the top here. So um, the the set kind of has like three major named mechanics. Um, and so we'll be hitting those. So the first one um, is adventure and boy, howdy. <laughs> This is kind of a confusing mechanic. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of sad it doesn't quite play out how I wanted it to play out, but yeah. at the same time, it's a good thing it doesn't play out the way I wanted it to play out. So They, they made it make a lot of sense. Yeah. So, uh, basically there is a bunch of creatures that have an adventure on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it works is you can cast, if the if the card is anywhere except on the stack, it is always a creature and only a creature. 
which is a good choice for them. It is like, a very good choice. Yeah. It, uh, it it just reduces so many weird you problems. can you can cast it out of your hand for its adventure and its adventure is going to be either instant or sorcery and has some effect and as the adventure resolves it exiles the creature that it's attached to the creature goes on an adventure mm-hmm. and then you can recast the uh, creature out of exile but mm-hmm. only if it was exiled due to the adventure yeah. Uh, I, minor correction. I believe you can cast anytime you could cast. You could cast the card. You can cast it for its adventure. Okay. So it's even more complicated than I thought it was. Yeah. I, I believe that's how. If I I'm trying to remember because I did read the uh, rule the rules document and stuff. But like, I I think that's how it was working. But so still, that's some. Um, that's weird. Well, so and fun fact. So anytime you could cast the card, um, you and you still have to be allowed to cast an instant or sorcery at that time. Yep. You could cast it. So like, um, there's that like Vivian has that activated ability where it's like you look at like a creature card and like can cast it or something. From exile, um, I think there's a Vivian that has that. Oh yeah, the Vivian, the the three mana one, the rare one. Yep, ex- yeah, exactly. Exile, exile a card face down. If it's a creature, you may cast it. Yeah, so you can exile the card face down as a creature, but if you try to cast... like So basically the way the rules work is if you try to cast it as an instant or sorcery, the, the rules will see that, oh, you're casting this creature card, but you're trying to cast it as a sorcery, and it will just stop you. Um, it doesn't let you around that. Uh, but if you like had it in your graveyard and you're like... Or if it was like an effect where it's like, exile a card, you can play it till end of turn, I believe you can cast it for its alternate cost. All right. That's fair. So there's there there's all that stuff that I kind of saw with it, but like honestly, like they really simplified the rules by just saying like this is a creature everywhere except on the stack. Yeah, which means you like, can grave you can grave digger it back, which is sweet. But yeah, I mean you could have done that anyways if it was both. True. Yeah, you know, to some degree, it's just it just makes it so it plays better with stuff like or when I say plays better, I mean doesn't play with at all. Cards like Dreadheart Arcanist and Snapcaster Mage, and like I was thinking earlier, um, uh, with, uh, like I was sitting at work one day or so, or I think on Friday or something like that, and I'm like, how do those interact with Eye of the Storm? Like I don't know why, but I was just like, but um, uh, I I don't think it does, so which works out. How does Snapcaster work with Eye of the Storm, or how does it, Adventure no, it, it, Adventures? So like, yeah, I don't think it does because it specifies card it does just say card it says whenever you cast an instant sorcery card okay yeah so it's, it's not thing. an instant sorcery card it is a creature card yes it is a creature card but just... it is but on the stack this spell is an instant sorcery yeah <laughs> but yeah and the like uh the other thing that came up which is actually relevant is um, how it interacts with feather and people were discussing that i think where it um came down to was it actually will exile if you cast the adventure that would make sense because they it would exile under her effect or it would exile under its own effect her effect or you would get to choose yeah you get to choose right because it's a they're both replacement effects yes i believe that's how it works and they both go to the same zone it's kind of it's kind of like i mean it's nothing like it but it's very similar to the interaction between Whip of Erebos and Obsidad Ghost Council. Sure. 
you it both effects would exile it and you got to choose oh, yeah. which reason it got exiled for so. yeah or, or or i mean like even like feather with feather for um uh feather and dreadherder canist yeah like, like both stuff. are exiling yeah. it for You're their own me. reason yeah that's interesting yeah though. It, i i think that's how it was that was the last discussion i saw from people who were fairly rules savvy said that's how it would work but there was some discussion because part of the card of feather says as it as it would go to the graveyard blah 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 things and stuff and junk but um the specification on that is actually like um i think is uh i don't remember what it was but that's my understanding so far but take that with a brick of salt i guess yeah i mean fortunately i don't think any of the like ones that can target creatures seem overly pushed yeah not to the point where i'd worry about playing them in feather but yeah you know it's nice to have that knowledge <laughs> in case it ever does come up i mean somebody could steal your feather or whatever or you could steal someone's feather who knows yeah but <laughs> so so that's yeah adventure like that and so unusually we actually had a chance to kind of mess with the cards and stuff beforehand um they had that eldraine brawl pre-release sort of thing Mm-hmm. or not pre-release but event thing on arena so i got to play against some of the adventure cards and man are those cards annoying to play against like i mean every single one of them is a two for one right yeah i basically yeah like you get the effect and then you get a creature on top of it even if the creature is or the effect is not that powerful like yeah like so, you could argue that some of the adventures the the effect is not worth a card but like Man, it's just so so good to just have like you just have that card sitting off in exile that's just like your opponent can't do anything about it really or like like you can't do anything about it really and your opponent just kinda has a lot of control there. Yeah. Um it's I don't know, it's interesting, but like Yeah, there's uh, there's and there's a couple of those those adventure cards that I'm just really pumped about, but Don't worry though. If uh, your opponents ever wind up playing adventure cards in modern, that means you can play the Eldrazi processors. I, I actually thought of that, by the way. <laughs> I'm not joking. I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, you could process them into the graveyard. Yeah. But <laughs> the uh. like Wasteland Strangers, obviously the best option available. But hey, I had know. I had a modern deck with that in it. So yeah. Well. Uh, prototype we, modern deck so we had a modern deck we, that we had a modern deck we never built and it was kind of bad yeah it was not very good but it could have done things maybe some year but know. so that's adventure you have anything else you want to say about it uh i'm glad that most of these cards don't look pushed because like i said the fact that every <laughs> single one of them is a two for one like i cannot imagine this format is not going to be like limited format is not going to be slow as hell like, yeah. when everyone gets to play a bunch of cards that say, draw free creature onto yeah, them. I agree. And, like, there's a couple of them where it's, like, I'm really happy this card exists. Because, like, one of them that we're going to talk about basically replaces a card in one of my deck almost completely. But Yeah. And it's actually just better in some way. But, um, yeah. So that's Adventure. So, um the nice thing is, is we get this super, super complex mechanics, and the other two are not insanely, insanely complex. Nope. <laughs> so um, uh, the next one is um, uh, adamant, which is an ability word, um, which basically says 
if you spent three of whatever color card this is to cast a spell, it gets a bonus of some t- some type. So like um, a red card that costs three. Uh, one of them is like a red card that's two and a red, deal three damage. If you spent three red mana to cast this, deal five damage instead or something like that. Four damage. Whatever. <laughs> four damage. But like, I mean, that that's pretty straight up. Like, yep. Most it, of them, does, it does what it does. Read the card. Yeah, most of them are relatively simple. Spends three of whatever the primary color is. Mm-hmm. Get a minor upside. Yeah. Cool. So that's yeah. We have a lot less to talk about with that. Uh, that's adamant. It rewards you for playing fewer colors. Okay. Uh, and then the last mechanic is food, which is a new artifact token. A new artifact token and a new subtype. Yep. Which, it is only subtype, right? Not supertype? No, it's They're, a subtype. It's yeah, just an artifact. It's an artifact subtype. Yeah, they didn't create a new supertype like they no, did no, 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 tribal no. and planeswalkers. Yeah, no. It, most of the stuff's subtype, so. But. So, yeah. And food basically is any is an artifact, uh, and it has the ability of two tap at sacrifice at gain three life. Yep, that's all, just what it is. Yeah, all food have that ability innately, and a lot of cards in the set have a additional cost of sacrificing yeah. food, mm-hmm. and or will create food and things like that. So this is like it's kind of like clues, but actually they can put it everywhere because it's not drawing cards. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so. It is ridiculously not overpowered. Yeah, exactly. Because so. let's be real, if you want to spend two two mana to gain three life, that's fine. Yeah, most of the time you can just do that. That is another reason why I think aggro is not really going to be a thing in this format, is food. Yeah. Food counters aggro, like, not super hard, but kind of hard, right? It at least it at least puts on the brakes a little bit for it, and yeah. you don't want that if you're aggro. No. So. All right. So, John. Should we dive in? Yeah, let's get into the mechanically relevant right. cards i suppose cool so um just to, to let everybody know we're going to kind of do the format we have been doing um so we've broken up the cards into four categories Mecha- uh, cards that have a mechanical relevance um to basically that are going to be good in some format you know they're not they're they're mechanically good cards we think uh, then we broke it up into cards that have good flavor, uh, whether that's flavor text, art, the whole card, the card as a whole, kind of whatever. Um, we have a category of cards we just want to talk about, <laughs> miscellaneous cards uh, to discuss for various reasons. And then we have our the best cards in the set are ten out of tens wood card again. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna just um, uh, this first episode we're just gonna talk about um, all the mechanically relevant cards here. So. All right, so let's start off with something uh, really, really fun here. Uh, <laughs> fun and interactive. So um, uh, first card is Deafening Silence, which is an enchantment for one white. Each player can't cast more than one non-creature spell each turn. <laughs> so I have a caveat here where I don't actually know if this card is actually going to be relevant in anything. Mm-hmm. But it's a card that definitely has the potential of being relevant in something, right? Yeah. Um, we already have rule of law, which yeah, was, that's what I was thinking. Was that in M twenty or M nineteen? Uh, twenty. Yeah. So like we already have rule of law, and this is obviously very very similar to rule of law. 
mm-hmm. but this only costs one mana instead of three, which is a big deal. Yeah, um, considering you're in white with rule of law also, and you probably want to be playing a card like Teferi on turn three. Probably. Um, <laughs> I had someone ask me if I thought this card was going to like have a big major impact in modern, and my answer was, God, no, we already have rule of law. What difference would it make? Yeah. And that's not completely accurate. The fact that this only hits non-creature spells can be relevant because suddenly you can play like a, a Thalia deck or a white-green based like deck, and like this just just straight up hoses um, Storm, which can reasonably go off on turn three before you can actually cast a rule of law, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this will just shut shut that down. I mean, like obviously, post sideboard, they they can easily bring in an answer like an Echoing Truth or something like it. But yeah, it's still worth noting that this is a one mana pseudo prison piece that doesn't actually prison creatures based decks. Yeah, which is something that you know you can get like pseudo slowed down by your own rule of law, thus giving your opponent time to get around it, as it were. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, there is... I mean, if you're playing a, a very creature-based deck, though, like, yeah. it, it kind of puts puts something over over your creatures. But honestly, most of the time, they're just casting one spell and blowing me out anyway, so... Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this does differently, but... I don't know. It If nothing else, it looks really unfun. How about that? Yes. Including the art, which I'm, like... I don't know how I feel about it. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. The the funny thing is is that this this card named uh, Maro made a joke about on his blog at one time. Really? Uh, something about somebody said ask about asked about something and he said, "Yeah, sure, a little pure in oxymoron world with with deafening silence and jumbo shrimp or something like that." And uh, so like <laughs> Yeah, he made a he made a tales from the pit joke about that. Just he, he, yeah, because he made a comment about it way, way, way before, and then yeah, the card got printed. Yeah, he started talking about the same things. He's he like brought up jumbo shrimp and all that. I was like, yeah, aha, uh-huh. <laughs> I get it. To be fair, this set you can create an oxymoron. Can you? You can, yeah, you can make a giant dwarf. All right, <laughs> but okay, <sighs> enough for that that fun lock piece there. So. Um, let's move on to cards that, you know, let you do everything you ever want. This card also freaks me out. <laughs> random, random lips dot card, sorry. This, <laughs> the lips in this card just freak me out, man. Like, yep. I don't get it. Uh, this one is Hushbringer. This, sorry, th- but this art just looks like it was randomly stolen off DeviantArt. Doesn't it? <laughs> like, uh... Man, it, it almost looks. It looks like they took like actual pictures of people's lips and stuck them in the background. Yeah, and then just painted a weird ass fairy with a lip hula hoop in the front. Yeah, this is bothersome. But okay, continue. <laughs> All right, one of the white for a creature fairy, one two flying lifelink. Creatures entering the battlefield or dying don't cause abilities to trigger. Yep, yep, yep. So this card is obviously a pseudo-hoser like Takatliana Guard is, right? Yeah, yeah. But instead it has Flying and Lifelink, but it's missing one more point of toughness. That Takatliana Guard being a friggin' 1-3 was like the most relevant thing ever. 
Yeah, like the fact that no card in the feather deck or in the proper build of the feather deck is weak to something like Cry of the Carnarium is super relevant. Yeah. And like this just the fact that this is weak to something like Cry is a big deal. And oh, the yeah. fact like the fact that you can't um I mean reckless rage is rotating out anyways, but like you couldn't yeah. do like a reckless rage trick with this is relevant. But the fact that it stops dying triggers can also be super relevant. That is kind of big. Like, this just shuts down tons of stuff. Yeah. How does this work with Liliana? With six mana Liliana? What do you mean? Like, so if you have this in play, and your opponent has two zombie tokens in play, and they minus four Liliana, and you have to sacrifice this, Liliana says that whenever a creature you control dies, you draw a card. Would this see that trigger, thus they wouldn't draw a card, or would it already be gone so they don't draw a card? Or would oh, it... crap. This is a super basic question that I should probably know. I think the answer is they would draw the card because it would be gone. I'd have to look first, but I'm I'm not 100% sure. It's kind of like if you abrupt decay a rest in peace, the rest in peace gets exiled, but the abrupt decay doesn't get exiled. That makes all the sense. <laughs> I'm sure it. I'm sure it actually does, but I'm it, a... it does, but weirdly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a weird. That's actually an interaction a lot of people don't realize. That, yeah. yeah. Destroy a uh, rest in peace. The uh, rest in peace will exile itself because it sees itself get exiled, but it will not exile the card that destroyed it because the hmm. card that destroyed it isn't technically in the graveyard yet. Tech, yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, okay, that makes sense when I, yeah when I think about it. So, uh, from the release notes, by the way, a uh, creature entering the battlefield or dying at the same time as Hushbringer, including Hushbringer itself entering or dying, won't cause abilities to trigger. Okay, so it will still it it, it would lock stop it Liliana. That's it interesting. It would stop it up, which makes some degree of sense here. Yeah, I don't know, like it's just like a random thought that I had while I'm reading it. Uh-huh. Like it's not the most important thing, but like. This is an interesting card as its core. Its stats are just very weak, and I'm sure that's very intentional. Yeah. Like, like uh, it's a good card though. Like I think this is this is something that's gonna it's gonna float around here and there in modern. Yeah. Like modern. Or not standard. Mo- mo- sorry, no, standard is what I meant. Sorry. I mean, but... there's there's a universe where it does see play in modern though. Oh yeah, probably. Like I think it's gonna float around standard for sure. And if it showed up in modern, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. okay. Like it has two relevant keywords. Mm-hmm. Like and... honestly, it being a one-two, like being a flyer with lifelink is actually relevant. Like that's yeah. doesn't that that matters. Like if if I throw this in feather, like it's you know it does something. Yeah. It's another evasive flyer, which is nice. Yeah, and I mean, like, sure, I have to. I'm uh, you know, uh, put the plus one plus one counter card on it to get it up to a one to get it up to a two three, but. Still, then I'm gaining tons of life. Yeah, if only we there... played four Gird for Battle in the deck. <laughs> yeah, if, if only. Like, there's there's realistic scenarios where I attack with this and gain, like, six life. There is. Yeah, like, yeah but... Gotta there's also up. realistic scenarios where I play this and it just gets destroyed and I lose the game, so... Weak to shock. <laughs> yeah, that that is so relevant, too, man. Ugh. That was the nice thing always about the um, uh, uh, Takali Iron Guard is that like you never you never got blown up by the shock like they always they had to have the lightning strike or mm-hmm. you know or something like that but 
I don't know. All right. Weird times. Yep, cool. All right. Uh, next up, we have Harmonious Archon. So this is four white-white for a 4-5 creature Archon. It has flying as well. Uh, Non-Archon creatures have base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. And when Harmonious Archon enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 one, one white human creature tokens. This card just is like... Kind of an ass beating, is it? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. It is like this is just like power the, for six mana. Yeah, and it's just like the token deck of like, like slam them and then slam them and slam this and just go for it. It single handedly makes itself the largest thing on board. Yeah, like it doesn't care, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. <laughs> like. I adore how I mean obviously once again it's rotating out, but like it would be hilarious if your like opponent went through all the trouble to get out of Galta and you're just like harmonious Archon, go. <laughs> like uh, some nice three threes you got there. It'd be a shame, but like yeah. I I think this card I don't it's it's six mana and like the, the criteria for a six mana card being playable is ridiculously high. But yeah. I see this this is gonna show up in those stupid mono white decks. Probably. Yeah. Whether it'll be good or not, I can't say, but it's gonna show up in them, I'll tell you that one. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like I don't know. Yep. It's really I thought I had another card on this list and I don't know where it is now. Oh well, add it. We have the power. We have okay. the power. Alright. But cool. Archon. Is the card you want to talk about next? No. Okay. I don't even remember where it is. I need to find it. Alright, we'll find it eventually. I have faith. Okay. What do we got next? There it is. Uh, next up. Oh, never mind. I am just a complete idiot. Was it literally the next card? It is literally the next card. <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> I'm like, la dee da, look at the next card. Oh, look, it's right there. Right. I was I was looking further down because I was looking for the R's, forgetting that this is in color order and then alphabetical. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. All right. All right, sorry. Next up, we have Realmed Cloaked Giants, our first adventure card. Yep. So it is... Uh, let's do the adventure first. That's, that's a okay. relevant part. The adventure is cast off. Sorcery. Destroy all non-giant creatures. For three white-white. Or three white white, so five mana board white. Yep. Then five white white for a seven seven with vigilance. Yep. Hey man, I played Waking Sun's Avatar in a deck, and this is basically that. <laughs> this is basically that, but better, because Waking yeah. Sun's Avatar cost eight. Yeah. This says five mana board white. Yep. Like this card yeah. is <laughs> An honest to god control finisher in a deck in a control deck that wants something like this. Oh yeah, like having a five mana wrath, and then just having this thing sit in exile, like, and then just be like, eh, here's my seven seven vigilance, taste it. Yeah, like <laughs> if you play, you can have like a three mana Teferi, play this, bounce it back to your hand, and suddenly you have another board wipe. Yeah. That is an actual line of play. Like everyone keeps talking yep. about, like. Oh, three mana Teferi plus the adventure creatures could get really out of hand. The, three mana Teferi plus hand. this thing is actually out of hand. Yep. Like, don't mind me, just gonna 
pipe like I'm gonna have a seven seven vigilance that holds off most of your board. And then if you ever get a board that's scary, I'm gonna bounce the board wipe back to my hand. <laughs> just yeah. Like I this card is just sweet. Yeah, this, I'm I, I think this card's awesome. Also the art is cool as hell. It is. Like I really like the art. It's it's very dark, but there's still a little, there's like a lot of detail to it that like yeah. you can still see if you look. Like this card is a bomb bomb of all bombs. Yeah, it, it's the bomb bomb bombity bomb for sure. Like hot damn. Yeah. So I yeah, this is one of those cards that I really want to like put in a deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like like this is the card that you're like, man, why couldn't I have had this when I was playing Ixalan Block Constructed? Yeah. You know, like no shit. If when it, <laughs> like Waking Sun's Avatar was fine. Yeah. There were a lot of times though I was stuck on seven mana man. Like and also there's a lot of times where I'm like sweet Waking Sun's Avatar. Oh wait it kills all what non-dinosaur yep then and they'd i'd be staring down like a bunch of dinosaurs and it's like oh yeah you want you want to know how many playable giants there are in standard uh, probably many. a solid zero yeah there's, there's very much not many honestly I, the, I don't think the set's gonna change that <laughs> yeah the, so the times this the the times that cast off is gonna be blank is when your opponent is playing the exact same deck that has this card in it yeah <laughs> You'll be playing a mirror match, and you're just, like, being throwing 7-7s seven into each other. Yeah, basically, like, at, at least they made it both, at least they made it uh, square stats, so that yeah. it wasn't, like, that friggin' serpent from, um, uh, uh, whatever standard that was, like, con standard or something, that they just bounced off each other. Yeah, the 6-7. Yeah, the 6-7. That had prowess, so you got into, like, a weird little, like, cast uh. off to see who can grow beyond the other. And, like, they gave it prowess so you could kill your opponents in the mirror instead of just making it a flat power and toughness from the get-go for some reason. Yeah. Like, the design of that card was flawed, shall we say. It feels that that was one of those cards that felt over-designed. Yeah. (laughs) But, like... Like, It was an okay card, but Pearl Link Ancient is not the epitome of control finishes. Ah, that's what it was, yeah. But it was a control finisher, I'll tell you that one. It was. Um, okay. Uh, so next up, we have Emery, Lurker of the Lock. This is a, for two and a blue, you get a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. That is a one-two. And this spell costs one less to catch for each artifact you control. When Emery, Lurker of the Lock enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. And then the final ability is tap, choose target artifact in your graveyard. You may cast that card this turn. I'm not going to say this card is busted. But the card could possibly be busted. This card literally has affinity. Yeah, like, (laughs) did did the card need affinity? Probably not. Like, I I feel like that's just one of those abilities. I'm like, I, I feel like this card was just good enough without that. Yeah. This card goes infinite, like, on turn two in modern. Is that for ridiculous? Like, this card, this this is one of those cards that just feels like it goes infinite in a stiff breeze. Like, (laughs) Like, you can cast this card on turn one in modern easily. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw saw some dumb eggs deck. Yeah, screw that. that. Yeah, that did, did stuff. 
you know it was an actual factual deck that saw actual factual play until they banned delve cards jeskai ascendancy oh it was yeah that's what it was it was a jeskai ascendancy deck that used a bunch of eggs cards oh yeah the mishra's bobble and all that yeah and just grow this card infinitely yep yeah that's a yeah. thing on turn two yep i mean it's a one two so it dies super easy right yeah which is relevant of note doesn't die to fatal push on turn one <laughs> i mean obviously you can fetch for it but it doesn't die to a raw fatal push yeah, yeah. This card, this card's. I don't think this card is good enough for modern or standard. I don't think this card's good enough for standard. Which is funny. You don't have enough pieces for it. Obviously, yeah, you know you don't exactly. get to play a Mox Opal. Yeah. Hey, I get to play Arcane Signet. You do. <laughs> you get to play your two mana do nothing. <laughs> two mana do nothing. All right. I mean, this card is interesting though. Uh, there's yeah. also been talk of possibly playing. Um, uh, the Kethis combo in Modern, uh, since it's going to be rotating out, and this card is like just being slotted into that, yeah, like relatively freely, which is also hilarious. Hooray <laughs> for uh, Kethis combo being a thing in Modern of all things. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, this is just one of those. It, it this just looks like, like you read this card, and you're like, this card's probably good, <laughs> like somewhere, like it has to be, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those cards that has too many lines of good text. Like, why does it need... Like, e take away either of those first two abilities, and it's like, alright, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. the fact that it has both is just kind of like, what? Yeah. So you're saying it's cheaper, it's an enabler, and it's the actual engine. You know, All way, this one. is another card that feels a little over-designed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, not like, not like way over-designed, but like, you look at it and you're just like... Someone had a goal in mind when they made this card, right? Oh, yeah. And it wasn't, man, I want to make a really sweet card for Commander. Yeah, no. Because yeah. you don't put Affinity on your Commander. I mean, maybe you do. You man, got a lot of mana rocks. I really hate when my Commander costs more than one blue mana. Let's yeah, make right. sure that never happens, ever. Right. Uh... I will say that this is on the short list of like my favorite arts in the set, though. Fair enough. There's just a lot of colors going on. I do like um, lotuses and like water lily style stuff. Mm -hmm. The so like the sword just glowing really stands out. I like how the like coloration of the sword gets darker as it's underneath the water and all that. And she just looks creepy as shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like. I'm not saying it reminds me of the Rizalka from that uh, gaming thing we did, but this oh, the is Rizalka, the Rizalka from um, uh, Quest for Glory: Shadows of Darkness. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think instantly too. But this is now where my mind goes. Yeah, like, like I see her, I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally a chick who'd pull me in and drown me. All right, yep, <laughs> it worked out. It did work All right. out for my character. <laughs> okay, what do we got next? Uh, next up, I don't, this one probably doesn't deserve to be on here for like raw power level, but I just really, really like it. Okay. Uh, it's called Mirror Maid. It's one blue blue for an enchantment. You may have Mirror Maid enter the battlefield as a copy of any artifact or enchantment on the battlefield. This is a combination copy artifact and copy enchantment in one card, and I think that's actually really sweet because I love copy effects. I don't know why I love copy effects. I just really, really love copy effects. <laughs> 
it'll like, probably do something, which is ridiculous. I mean, like, in, if you're playing a commander deck that already plays either one of those, you just play this, right? Probably. Like, that card's just solid. I mean, obviously, copy artifact is like two mana instead of three, but, you know, mm. like, the fact this can copy any artifact or enchantment is super relevant, like, for commander purposes. I don't know if it's, like, good for, like, super high-end commander, but I don't know. I think it's sweet. I love clones. Commander air quotes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I like uh, it. That, yeah, it's a sweet card and stuff. Like I, it's nice having the the copy effect, the the fun copy effects and stuff like that. So, I just love clones. Clones are yeah. awesome. Clones that hit things that aren't are other than creatures are sweet. So. Alrighty. Should next. we move on to the next colors? Yeah, next up, we're moving into black. Alright, first up, we have Clackbridge Troll. Three black black for an, a creature troll. It's an 8 8. That's some value. It is. It has eight. trample and haste. We have basically then, the second coming of Hogak. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then it also has when Clackbridge Troll enters the battlefield, target opponent creates three zero one. White goat creature tokens. And then also, at the beginning of combat on your turn, any opponent may sacrifice a creature. If a player does tap clack, but it's troll, you gain three life and you draw a card. Card is so, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I liked Desecration Demon. That card seemed decent. You liked Desecration Demon before um, it was good. Uh, yeah, I liked Desecration Demon before it was good. Um, this feels like Desecration Demon. Yeah, it gives your your opponent some uh some goats and stuff like that but god damn man like that three life draw a card yeah that is a okay. tax yeah like, like this is this is legit a legit tax like it demands an answer right away yeah like not to mention if you like if you're playing if you're playing this monster of a behemoth like yep. you could pr like depending on what else is in your deck you could reasonably play something like a cry of the carnarium also right yeah so you're just like this thing, and they're like, all right, I guess you can replace your card that you just cast. Oh, and, and then, gain three life, which yeah. does, which is something. It is. And then the next turn, you're just like, uh, kill all the O1s. Attack combat. you for five, yeah. Six. Six, I suppose. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the other one. You can yeah. really target it and run that. Um, uh, there's the black card in the set that's minus three, minus three to um, uh, a creature type. Boom. It's just murder. They only have goats. Just wreck the goat tribal deck that you're playing against. Like, don't get me wrong. It is a large tax to give your opponent something they can tap this out with, right? Yeah. But it is only at the beginning of combat on your turn, yep. which is relevant. Yep. So you can play this turn, like, second main, and you have a blo you have an 8-8 eight, eight blocker for yep. your opponent's next turn, right? And, like, yeah, they can tap down after that, but, like, caning life and drawing cards means, like, the fact they're tapping down your blocker mm -hmm not as relevant yeah like okay. like the, the only bad thing that happens is you play this and then your opponent's like untap archon attack you but yeah <laughs> mildly unfortunate uh, you might be dead now <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't know like this this card just seems sick man yeah like it doesn't scale as much as like i'm actually that's not even true like i was gonna say it doesn't scale as much as desecration demon did but drawing a card is arguably better than the plus one plus one counter on your evasive flyer right oh oh yeah easy like i feel like like the drawing the card is just 
just stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, I don't know, this this card is gas. And this is like another one of those cards that's like, God, I'm going to, I need to put this in a deck somewhere. Like, I don't know bonkers. who or what, but yeah. But I also just really like the look of this troll. <laughs> He's three, pretty trolly. Three Billy Goats Gruff going on up in here. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, and this is, it, the card is flavorful too, which is yeah. sweet. But, so. All right. John, what do you got? For, why don't you give us the next one and yeah, so this next one's a little ridiculous. This is probably like my the card I am most excited about in this set, which is kind of boring. But uh, once again, pretty sweet art. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be a Lord of the Ring reference. I have no idea, but uh, it is <laughs> murderous rider. It is has an adventure, swift end, instant, one black black, destroy target creature or planeswalker. You lose two life. Then you can cast the Murderous Rider part for one black black. It is a 2-3 with lifelink. And when it dies, put it on the bottom of its owner's library. You don't get to Gravedigger this back. Which makes me sad. Like, but still, holy shit, man. Yeah, They very, very, very much did not want this card being bought back from the graveyard. Yeah, like, this card <laughs> is super pushed, obviously. Yeah. Like, like, this... Like, I like Hero's Downfall. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just take a, a Hero's Downfall with pure upside. I don't care about that two life. Everything about this is upside. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a 2-3 with lifelink, so even if it just trades in combat, you got your life back. Yeah, exactly. Like, you straight up two for one to your opponent if this yep. trades with something after yep. killing their best thing. Yep. Like, like yeah. damn. This is, this, is, this is the Ravenous Chupacabra replacement. Yes. Unfortunately, this is a, you know, rare that I gotta scrounge up and. A it's harder. a 2-3, which is relevant. It has lifelink, which is relevant. And this also kills planeswalkers, which is something my deck was super weak against. Yes, your deck was very weak to it. <laughs> Actually, it is super weak against. We're just gonna stay there because I'm pretty sure it still is. But, like, this, this card is friggin' bonkers. Like, it's great. Like,. There's there's some hyperbole here. Like it's not one of those cards that's just like you don't think this card is gonna, gonna but, be banned like, in standard within. Oh the, no, this within the this year. isn't no chupacabra. <laughs> they they banned that card. Dude, chupacabra is so good that I heard in like the next week or so they're just getting rid of it out of the format. I mean, about damn time, right? Yeah, I like, know, right? Jeez, like, I'm gonna miss chupacabra so bad. But yeah, by the way, stupid people, that card never got banned. Yeah, um, <laughs> get wrecked. And, and wasn't even a four of in a lot of decks. But um, this, I will say also, this art stands out a lot in does. this set. Uh-huh. And it stands out from this artist's normal art. Like, he does not have a lot of cards that are like, oh yeah. Like, they just, his art just doesn't look like this normally. I don't know. In my opinion. Maybe. In my opinion is all that matters. Like it's it's very like washed out almost. Yeah, I don't know. It looks it looks cool. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm saying like the card is like it it's it is very, very noticeable that this card is this card. Like it doesn't blend in with anything. Oh yeah, yeah, fair enough there. Yeah. I yeah, I'm not like hating on this on the art at all. Like no, no, I do I, just... I do like the art. Mm-hmm. But 
I I just want to play Heroes Downfalls all day, so I'm happy about this. Well, you got it, so. That have two, three life like you're strapped onto them. Like, <laughs> low, you know. low cost of putting it in your deck. You yep. get a two, three with lifelink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. But, like, this is the one of the few cards that it's like, if I can make murder kill work still, this is going to, this is a linchpin. This will be the reason why you can make it work still. Honestly, it will 100% be the reason why. Although, to be fair, losing Chupacabra means you properly cut the Gravediggers. Yeah, honestly, like, it was nice buying back the, um, uh, Plaguebringers or whatever. Plaguecrafter, there we are. Well, that was more um, cute than anything. That was more cute than good. Like, and honestly, like, the best thing about the Gravediggers, which wasn't that great anyways, was, um, uh, being able to loop them against decks that really couldn't deal with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I had some dumb games where I could, where I just looped Gravediggers and blocked people until I got to a spot where I could just win. The true grind. It, that that deck grinded hard, man. Like it could just. That was one of those decks that if I ran away with the game on turn, like three by doing something, I did not win until like turn twenty seven. It felt like. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Right. So murder, murderous rider A plus. Murderous rider A plus. All right. Moving on. Um, so moving on. Next up, we have. Wrinkle Master of Pranks. Uh, we have a for two black black. It is a legendary creature, Fairy Rogue, three three, with flying and haste. Uh, whenever this card deals combat damage to a player, choose any number. Each player discards a card. Each player loses one life and draws a card. Each player sacrifices a creature. This is an interesting one. <laughs> so. I will admit, the first time I read this card, I didn't realize it said any number. I thought it said choose one. Yeah. Because I assumed, like, that's what you would expect, something like this. Yeah, that's what reasonable things you would expect to happen. A lot of people are crazy high on this card, and I don't know if I get it. Yeah, I'm kind of there, too. Like, Like, I feel like this card is good good to find, but, like, I don't know, like... Like, Maybe if you build right, it's just insane. Letting, even if you're drawing a card, like letting your opponent also draw a card is kind of sketchy. Although I do like that you can effectively, this can attack for four in quotations, which is nice. Yeah. The fact that it has haste is super relevant. Yep. Each player sacrifices a creature very, very obviously has a ceiling to it, unless you want to sacrifice this itself. Yeah. Which is questionable. Like, you can even do, like, any weird little shenanigans of, like, each player discards a card and then draws a card and, like, punish your opponents. Because, yeah. you know, no matter what, they get to keep the card because that's how it's worded, yada yada. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's each of... it's uh, The fact that it's symmetrical in everything, like, I feel like the each player discards a card is going to be the most used part of this and the best part of this. Because it's like Liliana the Veil, right? Yeah, like you want to build. You want to build a deck in such a way that you're just playing haymakers, and you wanted to get it into a top deck war. Yeah, which is this card allows you to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, like there's there's situations where you slam this turn four, attack with it, hit, and do each player discards a card and each player sacrifices a creature. Yeah, like, like that... and you and you rip off some dumb little thing you had earlier. Yeah, I see, like, those those are, like, the two most relevant abilities on this. Like, each player loses a life and draws a card. 
I just can't see that being viable unless that's literally killing your opponents. Yeah, unless you're like doing sick blue black stuff and got your Narsets running or something. But actually, even then, they get to draw it because it's first card of turn, isn't yep. it? Yep. So Narset doesn't even stop it. Yeah, so. But if you Helm of the Host your Rankle, then they only then, get one card. Then they only get one card. In your Helm of the Host, Rankle, Narset, Heart of Veil's deck. Com combo deck, yeah. The value, okay. Combo. Combo in giant air quotes. Pile uh, of absolute garbage. I mean, that's usually what I'm used to, but... Yeah. Okay. Where are we at? Uh, we are at Robber of the Rich. All right. Uh, this is another really weird one. <laughs> one and a red for a 2-2 creature human archer rogue. <laughs> Can you guess who this is referencing yet? <laughs> he has reach and haste. Whenever a robber of the rich attacks, if defending player has more cards in hand than you, exile the top card of their library. During any turn you attacked with a rogue, you may cast that card, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that card. <laughs> uh. So this is a one mana cheaper haste, so gets in the turn you play it. Night Veil Spectre. Uh, or, sorry, Thief of Sanity. There we are, I'm like... Yeah. Thief of Sanity. But it only triggers if your opponent has more cards in hand than you do. Yeah. Which means they can kind of play around it? I don't even... This card yeah. is weird. There's a lot of weird stuff about this card. I, I mean, you're playing red, honestly, so like... You probably you have, have fewer cards today. You want to have no cards in your hand because you want them all to have been cast at your at your opponent and be attacking your opponent. Yeah. But then like how often is any card in your opponent's hand gonna be anything you give a shit about? I mean right? who knows, maybe. Hey, I, don't know. I don't know. It's it's a weird card. Like th this was one that feels more cute than good, but I could like I could easily be wrong on that. Yeah, I know Jerry T is super high on it. I'm kind of... I okay. think it's fine, but... I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I'm sure I'll probably be cursing this card's name eventually at some point. but Eventually. It always happens, though, right? It's just right. Like... Yeah, like... <laughs> Curse you card. All right. Um, so, next up, we have Thrill of Possibility... Uh, one in a red for an instant as an additional ca cost to cast this spell. Dr discard a card. Draw two cards. This card seems familiar, John. Yeah, this card is Tormenting Voice, but you can play it as though it had Flash. Hmm. Also known hmm. as it's an instant. Yep. So, I mean, I torment mean... Tormenting Voice is already like really close to being modern playable, and this might put it over the edge. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's fine. Right. Cool. I mean, that's it's cool that they you know got that card. So but. quotations strictly better tormenting voice is a quotations strictly better tormenting voice. Yes, it is. All right. Next up, we have uh, the Gilded Goose. 
there's no the in it. It's just called Gilded Goose, though. It. <laughs> scroll down a bit here. I'm not looking at other cards while we're talking. That's unprofessional. <laughs> uh, one green for a zero-two creature bird with flying. When Gilded Goose enters the battlefield, create a food token. Our first reference to a food token, and we're already in green. <laughs> yep. Uh, it has one in a green, and plus tap, make a food token. And you can tap it, sacrifice a food, add one mana of any color. This is a hmm. Birds of Paradise. Except yep. it's not infinite use. You gotta feed your goose. You gotta feed the goose. It does play really well with one of the Planeswalkers in the set, because the Planeswalker literally feeds the goose, but obviously you still need to pay off for the fact that you're playing a pseudo-Birds of Paradise. Mm -hmm. And it kind of can feed itself also, yeah. which is interesting. You can make the goose lay a golden egg, which is flavorful. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably show up. I would be surprised if this saw no planes tendered. And I'll, and I'll be annoyed by it, I'm sure. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, it has two toughness, which means it dies to shock, which makes me happy. Yeah. It dies to um, Tetrachic Legionnaire, unlike that stupid O3. Man, but... I am legit pissed off about that O3's existence. Oh, yeah, me too. It's the so fact, annoying. The, the number of times I've kept an opening hand that, like, I'm on a mulligan, and I'm like, all right, I got shock. If he has a land of draw, that I can, like, at least, like, keep some parity. And he's just like, that thing. I'm like, god damn it. Yeah, I know. It's god, like, god damn it. I just can't stand it. I hate that uh, card. Okay. Uh,. So next up, we have Garrick, Cursed Huntsman. Uh, four black green for a five loyalty legendary Planeswalker Garrick. Uh, he has a zero ability. Create two, two, two black and green wolf creature tokens with when this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on each Garrick you control. Uh, minus three, destroy target creature. Draw a card. That gets me going. Um, minus six, you get an emblem with creatures you control. Get plus three, plus three, and have trample. I love the design of this card. Like, Solid. straight up. I like how you can never get that quotations ultimate unless your wolves die. Fair enough. Like, I like that it makes two wolves, so, like, it can technically... Like, I love how it, the way it pressures. I love how the, the minus three is obviously only usable once unless you have a wolf die and all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I just dig this card. I like how it's designed. I like how, I like how it works. I like weird planeswalkers like this, so. Fair enough. All right. I think it's uh, worse uh, than every other six mana planeswalker currently available in standard. I.e. Liliana, okay. Liliana and Ugin. But not by Liliana. much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's sweet, though. I just. I, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. Yep. All right. Next up, we have the Royal Scions. Uh, one blue-red for a legendary Planeswalker, Will Rowan. Uh, plus one, draw a card, then discard a card. Uh, five loyalty, by the way. Five loyalty. Plus yeah. one, target creature gets plus two, plus own, gains first strike and trample until end of turn. Also known as this thing is never losing in combat. Yep. And minus eight, draw four cards. When you do, the Royal Scions deals damage to any target equal to the number of cards in your hand. This is another card that I just think is really sweet. So, yeah. It, it's actually two planeswalkers on one card, yep. which I think is the first time we've ever seen that. Yes, it is. I mean, they are twins, obviously, so they have their own little thing going on. 
Um, I think they technically share a spark too. So that's I, that would make sense if they're twins. So. Yep. Uh, the I I like how the plus one is just a very very simple draw a card discard a card. Yep. Uh, the other plus one, just I don't know if this is good enough, but like that uh, the second plus one on like a Delver of Secrets just seems ridiculous. <laughs> Given a trample, that'd be annoying. It's just like blah, steamroll through you, and obviously like the minus eight. I like how it doesn't just win the game on the spot, but it's still very very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, like I, like I like drawing cards. That sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, so like like you can. This is a card. This is a planeswalker that could legit see play in modern. Modern has slowed down a lot since they banned faithless yeah, looting. I, and I mean, three cards or three three mana is a sweet spot for stuff. Yeah, like three mana is a sweet spot. It comes in with five loyalty and only ticks up. Yeah, like that is a lot of loyalty to punch your way through. Like, mm-hmm. but like also you're not playing a three mana planeswalker and just like crushing something with its one of its abilities you know no, right like, like it it doesn't protect itself at all and yeah. it doesn't give you card advantage until the ultimate it gives you card selection and it helps you pressure yeah. your opponents it's very blue red it's very nice. blue red it plays really well in delver ish strategies in yep. my humble opinion i'm right. a very humble person you are incredibly humble all right should we hit up our last card for this run here yeah all right, so we got the a land. It is Fabled Passage. Uh, as I said, land, it has tap, sacrifice Fabled Passage. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Then, if you control four or more lands, untap it. Best evolving wilds ever. Yeah, a strictly better evolving wilds. Like, so we literally just got Prismatic Vista. Yeah. Which can only search for any basic, but it's always untapped. Yeah. Obviously, Prismatic Vista, the fact that it's always untapped is relevant. You're willing to pay the one life. Yeah. I don't think this replaces Prismatic Vista, but it damn near tries. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the fact that it will, can, like, after turn four, this is just fixing your mana at literally no cost mm-hmm. is kind of ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure if you're playing, like, if you are playing a deck that wants to go past four mana, this, and you're playing more than two color, or more than one color, this is probably just like an automatic slam dunk in your deck. Oh, yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I don't think it's, like, overpoweredly ridiculous, but it's going to be in a lot of decks. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think that's pretty solid. I don't think it goes in Feather, because Feather already plays too many tap lands, turns one through three, but... Yeah, I don't think we, you screw around with that, but I'm... Uh, but it's close. It's, it's close. And honestly, I think if, for Feather, like, if you wanted any tap lands, I think some of the mono ones actually kind of are eyeing themselves a little bit to some degree, but yeah, probably, they're probably not quite good enough. Yeah, a little too expensive, but... Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, that one does make a dwarf. Well, the other one does do a plus one plus encounter, which is something. But... True. So, I don't know. On turn four. On turn four. Which usually my opponent's dead by then. Yeah. Um, no kidding. Uh, but, Better yeah. dying. Better dying. One or the other. All right. But, yeah. So, I don't know. There's a few standout cards in this set. Like, yeah, but not, but not a ton of stuff that like makes you sit up and go, "Holy crap!" It's not like War of the Spark where you're like, 
everything is just a friggin' bomb. <laughs> yeah, like we, it's not like we're a spark where every almost every card was on a list somewhere because it just had to be yeah. talked about, right? Like there is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cards that are more intriguing than clearly ridiculously overpowered, right? Yeah, you you look at them and you're like, gosh, I don't know, but like I don't know. It just in general, like just a look over of like in uh, cards that I think are really pushed is like Murderous Rider, Emery. Uh, I think I actually put a Realm Cloak Giant on there, but it's probably not as pushed as I'm saying it is. It just looks really powerful. The card's good. Yeah, but like that's you know that's still two cards that are like, damn. Like you read that card and you're mm-hmm. like, this card is going to see play in something. Period. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, all the other ones are like, yeah, I would not be surprised if this card saw play. And I mm-hmm. expected to see at least some play. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But... I don't know. Well, that's, uh, that's all our mechanical stuff down, at least, though. So. Yep, knock that out. And as I said, next time we'll cover our miscellaneous cards, flavor cards, and the, the cream of the crop of the cards that we are, in our opinion. So, um... Oh, you moved one. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, uh, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Check out thelocometa.com. Uh, come go there. We got links for, uh, we have all the episodes. We got links to uh, join our Discord. Come hang out there. Um, chat with all the cool stuff we've been chatting about. Um, and yeah. John, anything else? No, I am GTG. All right, sweet. And we will catch you next time. See you.